0: Let's talk about some sports, actually. And this should be, as we always have, some pulverizing topics on the new (laughs) Year radio, which I love. And uh, I mean, we're going to get right into it. So Colin Kaepernick, who has been, uh, I guess, a a pulverizing topic for about three years now.
1: Trending topic. Absolutely. So if you guys don't mind me asking, our most recent episode was a recording from the shop which I, you know i was actually there on monday and everyone was talking about it from jazz to roy to roy and pooch so i was just curious to see from hearing it and not being there what did it what did you guys take away from the recording
0: so the recording or the whole like the
2: obviously
0: both. Right, come on. okay i'm trying to make sure actually cause i gotta give my thoughts about it by the way i like how you got that lined up so i can tell you was at the shop Shouts out the jazz good shape up for josh over there so um I listened to her. I guess it was our, our uh, on-location New Year radio at the barber shop, which was really, really good. Um, so, <laughs> the recording I thought re- uh, went well. I thought um, that uh, the sound quality wound up being really, really good. I'm gonna give you the recording aspect first, right? The sound quality was good. I thought it was good to get that back and forth right in the middle while it was going on. I thought that. Um, I thought that the first um, 10 or 12 minutes was really, really exciting with the back and forth, but then it kind of veered off a little bit for like the last 30 or so. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think it's a good thing. We want to keep exploring it. I think it was really, really good. Um, I think. Well,
1: um, what'd you think about the perspectives?
0: The Mike? perspective, okay. Look at the perspective. perspective so I, I've been itching all week since I heard this thing, since yesterday. Uh, all week. I, well, since I heard this thing yesterday, <laughs> it feels like all week. But I'll be at the shop tomorrow, and I can't Ooh. wait to get up <laughs> So I think Roy was more right and a prospectus uh, overall. However, there was a so many fallacies um, within, within the conversation, but we'll get to that later. But I think Roy um, was right um, in certain aspects of it. Uh, as far as Kaepernick is concerned, so let me get back to the beginning. He had this workout from the NFL, right? And, I, and I'll tie it all together. Had to work out from the NFL and um, on Saturday. They called him on a Tuesday. Workout was Saturday. And then from then on, it was supposed to be Saturday morning at uh, the Atlanta Falcons um, facility. Uh, hour before the workout, he moved the workout about an hour away to a local high school in Georgia. Um, in the beginning apparently there were 25 teams that were going to show up once he moved the workout it went down to 8 so uh, starting back from the beginning um, did I think the workout was legit for the NFL I don't I think it was s- pseudo or PR stunt I think they wanted to save face Um, with the NFL I don't think I do think if I do think that a team could have signed him, but I don't think the NUL was genuine in giving him the workout in the beginning. So that's not to say a team couldn't have sold him and said we like him, but I don't think the, from the NFL's perspective, their I guess olive branch, so to speak, was was genuine at that point. Now um, tying it back to the barbershop, it, it seemed like some of the guys in there, especially the one and I don't know his name. Did you ever get his name? The one guy who was Jazz knows it. Okay, I'll get it from him later on. But um the one guy who was against Roy, oh my God. So this guy I called an idiot on our group chat and um, Oh,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: So I'm gonna tell you why. All right. Because he made a statement. I don't know if you heard it. John, you hear the podcast? did you hear this podcast? Right. He made a statement where he said that Kaepernick shouldn't have been to shouldn't have been the guy to peacefully protest against police brutality because he was a black dude adopted by a white family. And he said, quote unquote, he should have been the one that did it. Someone else should have did that. And I thought that was the most asinine, idiotic thing I ever heard in my life. Only because that's like saying to me, a black man cannot be against the Holocaust because we're not Jewish. That's fair. That just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, uh, overall. Some of his other perspectives um, um, uh, about Kaepernick overall, because that's what it's really about, the whole thing, right? Not just the workout. It's about the whole thing. Um, but getting back to the workout, uh, I think that Cap and the NFL were wrong. I think Kaep, um I see why he didn't move it in, um, an hour before because of the waiver they wanted him to sign because they didn't want to have the media there. Um, and he wanted the media there because he didn't trust the NFL and he didn't trust that they would uh, portray whatever he did in the right light. So he wanted to make sure the media was there to be able to see it and everybody could see what I did and see I'm still a quality quarterback. Because we can all agree, he, he is still one of the best 50 quarterbacks in the world, right? Um, I'm sure we can all agree with that.
1: He's, he's better than 60% of the quarterbacks in the league.
0: So we, we we can agree we we can, we can agree with that. However, and I listened to Shannon Sharp on the studio the other day, and one thing that he said, this is my guy. I love, I love my guy. Hey, I Skip. To, hey Skip, hey <laughs> Skip. Tell you some Skip. Sharp? <laughs> but he said, just like kind of like a girlfriend, which we're gonna date the topic later on. But if you got to do all this and you don't trust the NFL, like a girl, you don't trust her. Why do you still want to get in bed with her? I mean, so why? would you still want to keep doing this if you have no trust for them? Because moving forward, they give you a job. Now what you're going to say, well, they don't, I don't trust they're going to let me practice what everybody else do. Um, I don't trust they're going to report my injuries correctly, things of that nature. So your trust is like way down here. So why do you keep trying? Now for people to say he don't really want to be in the NFL or he don't really want to play, I don't agree with that either. And that was also in the podcast because like my man, I was Nick Wright the other day, and he was saying that if you don't – okay, being a, being an NFL quarterback, which is something that he said, and being able to throw the football is a skill that has no use outside of being an NFL quarterback. So for him to still be practicing, throwing a football for the last three years, to be able to still do this and still working out at that particular skill means he still wants to play. If not, what's he doing it for? Because right? there's no use for it outside of being an NFL quarterback. So that's that's my take on that. Now the T shirt is what really <laughs> drew me the wrong Him way. Him in these T shirts. So he had his Kunta Kente t shirt during the workout. This guy. With
1: the afro, not the cornrows this time. With
0: the afro, which I thought was not a good look and tasteless. Again, going back to Shang.
1: So it sounds like your comments about the NFL could also apply to Cap. Which ones? Them not being genuine. It looks like he's pandering here, Mike.
0: I don't think so. So, Especially
2: going back to what he did in Miami with the Fidel Castro t-shirt.
0: Well, I don't want to keep going backwards. I want to keep going. I want to go forward. Why keep doing
2: it? Yeah, just to keep ignoring the facts
1: here, Mike. No, I'm
0: I'm, I'm talking about the workout. there. All right. All right. So it's a job interview. And just like Mm -hmm. any job interview, you dress for the interview. And that's something that you should not wear no matter what interview you're doing for.
1: Well, here's the thing. This is the argument that I had on the podcast. Yeah,
0: I'll get to you in a second.
1: Because here's the thing. If it is a job interview, do you say, oh, I'm not going to come to your corporate offices. I'm going to have it you know, at my current job. Of course not. That's outrageous.
0: Well, again, there's other variables, though. There's the waiver signature. There's the media aspect. So I get certain things of that nature. But here's
1: the thing. If you want to work for the NFL, are you going to do what they ask you to do? Because you didn't have a problem doing it before.
0: Right, but more things have happened since then. So, if I feel like that I'm being blackballed, and and again, he's not—he has um, wrongly not been able to get a job in the NFL. He has been blackballed, and he's
1: been compensated for that
0: fact. He's been compensated because he wrongly was not given a job. He's been compensated for in that lawsuit, but he still don't have a job, right? So they just compensated him with, as 200 million, not a quarterback. They gave him a couple set-up money. But I'm going to stop talking, but I still want to play. So, my thing is that since he was wrongly um, not being able to work in the NFL, again, it goes back to that trust I said. So, he's feeling like if I do this workout and nobody's here to see it, they don't really want me in this league. They're going to say, well, he didn't throw the ball that good. He couldn't do a three-step drop. So, I get that. But, again, if you don't trust me, then don't mess with me. So, I'm on kind of both sides, a little bit.
1: Straddling the fence, I see.
0: No, because it, I think I think I think two things can be true, and, and that's and that happens a lot in life, right? But I do feel like um, the guy the shot, which I find out his name, I think he was way too far, and Nick and like I said, Nick Wright, his thought was, why is the person who was wrong, why is it up to them to now? make sure I'm here for you to try to give me a job when I was wrong in the first place, right?
1: Well, here's the thing, and Jazz also agreed with my sentiment here, is that if you sue your employer and you win and they pay you, why would you expect to go to work on Monday? This doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, it wasn't Monday. But but you, you understand the metaphor. I do understand the metaphor, yes. However... um,
1: Is this the however effect?
0: Not that however, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that in at some point this, this year. Honestly, because I've, I've been writing a whole dissertation <laughs> about. Got so hey many, man,
1: you create the agenda here. It's up got, to you.
0: It's we got so many topics though, but um, in a regular job, yes, I agree with you. But there's been lawsuits throughout the years in every single sport. Doesn't mean you can't play anymore at that point. And
1: if, I, if you okay, here's the thing: if you wanted to play again, don't accept the money.
0: Why, why, why do they have to? Um, and John, I won't get you in here in a second. I know you got a lot to say, probably, but but why, why, why do they have to go hand in hand? Why say if I don't accept this check for you doing me wrong, I can't play anymore? Why do they go hand in hand?
1: Well, here's the thing. Again, we're talking about the NFL, right, and how they do business. How often do they admit being wrong? Never. Thank it- you. So by them giving him a check. What is that doing, Mike? As we're in the law office,
2: that's admitting what?
0: Admitting wrongdoing. Okay, you you admit it. You wrongly kept me out. And believing.
2: that was that. A, was, that was a settlement, right?
0: Settlement. An last undiclo-
1: year. undisclosed amount between let's say $5 five million and eighty million.
0: And Eric Reed got some of the money. Who's playing right now? So because I got a check for what you wrongly did to me a year ago, why well, this year? Okay, we kept you out last year. We were wrong, so we're gonna pay you for our wrong. This year we ain't gonna be wrong again. We'll give you a workout. Why can't I work this year? You 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 paid me for what you did for two years, not for what you're doing in the future years. I don't I don't and and and, and, and that's one aspect. But again, I will say, I think I don't know if it's the time frame he's been off. I don't know if he just felt like now I'm gonna say this, but I felt like what he said after the workout, I felt like the um the t shirt was all wrong. I understand the moving the venue because of the waiver. However, again, I'll go back to it. If you don't trust them that much, you shouldn't want to play for them. What are your thoughts on this, show?
2: I completely agree, especially with that. I think Collins' antics—I don't know if they're antics or the calculated moves. It's confusing because. Yeah. You put on this uh, this idea of you wanting to play football. And I, I, I honestly do believe Colin does love the game of football and he does want to play. But his antics are not making any sense. Like, if you want to go back in the past and the opportunities that were presented to him, especially with Baltimore and with Miami, and then with him wearing the Fidel Castro T-shirt and then calling... <laughs> not to focus too much on the it's just It's just funny, like... What you do, it's just not, like, do you want to play or do you want to nitpick at everything? And a lot, and I think even people who, like, I have people at my job, I mostly work with older people, are like, I see there's a meme of, <laughs> of Kaepernick in a Cowboys cheerleading outfit. I'm like, oh, he got a job. And people don't even watch football showing me this meme, like, oh, look at him, this guy's, been, and then looking at the things that he's done over this past weekend and they're 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 joining the topic like oh, this guy is, is a joke. This guy's doesn't does not want to play football this guy and people not knowing the past of what he's been doing and what of what he's actually what he's been advocating which is basically getting kind of shunned away because of what he's doing and he's not consistent.
0: Well, I that part I can't agree with and and, and one thing about the podcast that you guys had and, and you guys to really say this verbatim but I think that once he did take the knee, and decide to this is going to be his lane.
2: But then, why did he say a little later that he was going to stand? He was not going to go on a knee anymore.
0: Well, let me let me finish. So I feel like once he the the whole thing, the whole yeah. movement that he they created, I think once he did that, yeah. I think and what he did was good. Like he did bring some awareness and all that good this stuff. This is true. But I think that at that moment, you sacrifice your career. Right. And I think you have to go into that knowing that and then don't come back later on with this Saturday because now, like you said, it's taking attention away Mm -hmm. from the movement you created. Had he just did this and just left and said, you know what?
2: I'm not playing no more.
0: Right. And I'm going to keep, you know, moving this movement along.
2: That's what the thing he originally presented would make so much more sense and people would believe in in him more. Right. But now, people who are pushing. For a cap and number seven in the jersey now they're kind of feel uh, feeling a little indifferent because of what he's doing now like oh okay yeah cap but now you're doing this and then you're doing that and then you're you're going back to an organization that's doing this against what you said you were against for and why are you trying to go back that you apparently don't trust right yeah that you don't (laughs) trust so it's just like now it just seems like some sort of ponzi scheme I th- I don't know if it's
0: that far, but I think <laughs> what I, I think,
2: <laughs> bro. To me, he lost all credibility once he cashed
1: the check. Done. Absol- you're you're out of here. It's not even close. I don't agree with that at all. Well, you're gonna have to explain that, sir, because so again, you explain it. But here's the thing: <laughs> what was
0: the cause? Uh, police brutality. So was our cause So then.
1: did he donate the money then, or did he cash it?
0: He has donated lots of money for that.
1: But how much of the check did he? Do you know? That's that's what I'm asking matter. I have
0: no idea. I, I know it's certainly not
1: sixty percent. I know it's not seventy, <laughs> and it's probably not ninety.
0: We don't know any 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 of I know you it's, know. it's you a small percentage.
2: I know it's a small percentage.
0: He gave money before he even got that check. Okay. From his from his previous. How audience. much
2: money did he give from his Nike contract? Twenty. Do
0: any of us know any of it? are we just 20, assuming.
2: Twenty percent.
1: No, twenty million. Yeah. Twenty million. Around that range.
0: And before he and he's he's been giving money throughout. But I don't think he lost credibility. One, because he has given money towards it. Two, because he did start a movement. You can't lose credibility because you got to check. However, like I said to him, I think he was delusional to think that he could start this movement and still play. He had to pick a lane. And I, and I think.
1: But, yeah, he's straddling the fence kind of like how you are. So. I'm not straddling the fence.
0: <laughs> got he. <laughs> Today. Heesh. <laughs> <Today. laughs> um, <laughs> He had to pick a lane. He had to say, okay, I'm doing this movement because of what I believe in, but I know it's going to cost me my career, but I am okay with that. And then maybe come years down the line, somebody says, you know what, Cat, want to bring you back in. Whatever. But to, he's fighting too many battles. You're fighting the NFL, ain't trying to fight police, police brutality. Like, all that to me was doing too much. Um, people know you should have been in the NFL. We all talked about it. Everybody talking about it on every single show. So – like, just stick to what you were doing and things will, will work out good for you. But I do think Saturday overall, I think that – I think it was both messed up. I think the NFL messed up. I think Cat messed up um, overall. But I, I don't think that he does not want to play. And I also don't think he wasn't the right person in the first place because he wasn't raised by a black family. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go to Um But – one other part about this was Jay-Z's involvement, right? So some of the sources are saying that he was involved or making sure the workout happened or mm-hmm. what have you, and then the workout situation happened, and then he was, you know, supposedly very upset by that. What do you I, think about uh, that, John?
2: It's. I think there's a lot of, like, hidden mystery in regards to Jay-Z's involvement. A lot of people are saying that Jay-Z's involvement was really as, like, a cleanup to help shun away the comments of what people were saying in relation to what the announcement of him joining the NFL and the backlash he was getting, mm-hmm. especially not con- with consulting with Kaepernick, and let her know never having a conversation with him, which a lot of people believe that they did. And I think um, there was another end of the conversation where Jay-Z was embarrassed by presenting this opportunity for Kaepernick of mm-hmm. um, getting this specific tryout and then what Kaepernick did and made a fool out of themselves and basically made a fool of Rock Nation. Um, that's another conversation. But just going back to the tryout, it's like, what was the point of doing it towards the end of the season?
0: That's why I think the NFL wasn't really genuine. Right.
2: Like they there. should have did it either at the end of the season or the beginning. But right. towards the middle, towards playoffs, wh- wh- what does that do?
0: I-, I agree with you. That's why I think the NFL wasn't genuine and they're.
1: Well, I I just have to, you know, interject here as an Eagles fan. That's kind of what happened with the Eagles because usually your main quarterback could be hobbled around this time. So, to me, it makes perfect sense timeline, you know, timeline, timeline-wise timeline to pick him up now personally.
0: Um, five and five Eagles, by the way. But um – um the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, so
1: again, the year I think that this situation occurred, they won the Super Bowl, I believe, <laughs> against Tom Brady.
0: Again, we're going back to the past. Um, also,
1: did you guys hear that rumor that he's probably going to go to the Rams?
0: Tom Brady. Uh, I knew that. I thought it was uh, the Chargers, L.A. Chargers. I think. Really? Philip Rivers is like washed, pretty much right now. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't think he could take that team to the Super Bowl, but he could take the Rams. That's what I'm saying. And then I feel like they need to rebuild anyway, New England. So if you trade him and with some other pieces and draft picks for golf, and you just swap them, because golf hasn't been living up to even so last trash. year, so
0: and he got a contract. In the last, he got a hundred million hundred three million million in the last season. So and
1: Brady opted out, which is interesting.
0: What do you feel about the whole Jay Z involvement aspect of the Kaepernick? I guess getting involved or getting upset after the uh, tryout.
1: Well. Because, again, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Right. Like, what was what was the breakdown in communication? So we still don't know those facts yet. So I feel like it's too early to, to comment until those facts are brought to light.
0: That makes sense. Um, I, I could see what John's saying. I'm not sure if it's accurate or not, obviously, but mm-hmm. that maybe Jay-Z might have once set up a workout because he got his own backlash when he decided to partner with the NFL um, in that way. I guess, which would be like a good look for saying, listen, you know, I'm here, but look what I'm doing. Why don't I got cap a workout?
1: True, and th- that's the thing. All this stuff hasn't happened until Jay-Z arrived.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: so I feel like the next topic that'll probably be discussed is guaranteed contracts. And I said this before, I think he was, I knew he was gonna get Kaepernick a workout and I knew that he was gonna get at least guaranteed contracts on the discussion board for the owners which has never happened before. So again, you can say what you want, but he's actually
0: getting results. Right. And also, because I do want to keep this about your uh about our a new U radio podcast and um and the one you did yesterday. And I believe it was a it was a part of it where you were saying that um the uh the NFL players don't have as much power. You didn't say it, but on the podcast said it. Power as the NBA players.
1: Oh yeah, Roy said
0: that. Right, 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 and um and Jazz didn't agree with it. Jazz thought that the NBA players don't have as much power. I disagree with Jazz wholeheartedly. Oh
1: yeah, they definitely have. We all know they have more power. Yeah, they have guaranteed contracts. We know what they look like. So their their bargaining power in terms of marketing and branding and endorsements is just different.
0: And that's why, because we know what they look like. Right, see them every day, and and look look what look what. Look! Look at Kawhi right now. He, like he literally could sit out every other game on his contract, and the Clippers are like okay with it. Like, sure, whatever you want to do. But
1: in you know just basic mathematics, I mean, how many players on the NFL roster?
0: Fifty-three. NBA. Fifteen.
1: And three of those are in injury reserve. So.
0: Right. That's true. <laughs> hundred percent, but I'll go in tomorrow and to disagree with Jazz about that. we got some nice conversations tomorrow. You're gonna, you're gonna be in tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. domestic <laughs> The rest of the conversation. So um I think I was going to also talk about um you know after seeing did anybody see his actual workout? See any, any, any of the throws that he made? I only saw like his walkthrough.
2: Um but I didn't really see so you saw the code the kid, Oh, that. you saw you saw the interview. <laughs> I didn't see the interview. I just seen the walkthrough, I seen his fro. <laughs> um, and I saw him a clip of him about to run a, run into a play, okay. and then it cuts off. So I
0: saw the workout, and, mm-hmm. and and I saw and I heard some of the actual because uh, ESPN did talk about nothing else but the workout at one point. Do
1: you think his release was a lot slower? That's the first thing I saw.
0: I think I think it's rust a little bit. Well, but, I think he he,
1: to, but he always had an unorthodox, unorthodox throwing motion because he used to play baseball. Right. So I feel like he might need to hone those skills a little bit because it was, a, to me, it looked like a hybrid of his original throwing motion and Tebow a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I think he still has the arm strength.
1: Yeah. Um, it was effortless to throw, what was it, like 60-yard Sixty, yeah. 60 uh, yard darts?
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's still there. And I think if he was getting actual coaching, which he's not, right, he's just a home by itself, that those things you're talking about, they could improve on or get him back to at least where he was before he stopped, you know, stopped playing. So, overall, though, I think that, again, he's. I think you said it, he's better than probably 60% of the NFL quarterbacks right now.
1: And where do you guys think he would fit? Me, personally, I would go to places where he would be a solid backup that already fits his scheme. So, like, backing up Cam Newton, or specifically the boy Patty Holmes, I think he'd be perfect in Kansas City, and we all know that Andy Reid loves a redemption story with Mike Vick, so it makes the most sense for me, Kansas City.
0: I agree with that, Big Red Andy Reid. I think he will be a uh, um,
1: and former Eagles head coach
0: who never won a Super Bowl, but um, Andy Reid <laughs> went there though. <laughs> but I won't say too much because the uh, person in the office that we're in apparently is a huge Eagles fan, so I want to keep being able to come <laughs> back. um uh, but but moving on from Kaepernick, other parts of sports. Oh, but football. Still in football. Um, and some good things as far as our culture. Speaking of the black quarterback. Mm. So, I want to talk about the rise of the black quarterbacks. Right now in the NFL, pretty much the top three candidates for the MVP past the halfway point are all black quarterbacks. So, who? Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson, who's the front runner. Baltimore, yep. And Deshaun Watson. Nice. And Houston. And probably bringing up the rear. Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. We call him because he was hurt uh, for a few games. So looking at that, I don't think we've ever had that before in the history of football. Um, So somebody's black and win MVP, right? No matter what, how you slice it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, if somebody's black and win MVP, (laughs) (laughs) we really got to boycott this. (laughs) <laughs> nah. Travis Scott, come him. back, man. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, um, as people who watch the football and watch the ball for years, does this show you kind of a change uh, uh, in the NFL that the top candidates for MVP on the teams with the best record are black quarterbacks? Do you see a shift happening, occurring? John?
2: I do. I definitely think it's more – more apparent in regards to seeing more black talent, uh, especially more black quarterbacks, because I know there was a time where uh, it wasn't it was considered that people of color, especially being black, um, you weren't smart enough to carry a team smart enough to make plays, smart enough to win games. And I think with what the NFL going into the 100th season and definitely with the talent, especially with Lamar and um, my boy, Patty, Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's going into a better direction. I do believe there's a lot of flaws in the NFL when it comes to the things that they keep uh, under wraps. And I do think there's a lot of flaws in regards to uh, the injuries that the NFL definitely does not disclose in regards to (laughs) a lot of things that they tend to not speak about. And with the contracts, I think it's really unfair where some of these players are not guaranteed any money. So if they're they're basically at will employees. So if they ever get injured, let's say you have a top recruiting a top recruiting uh, prospect, they start and they get hurt their first game. They're done. They have no money. They have no retirement plan. They're done forever. And and,
1: and I think only the players who have the guarantee contracts are the specialty positions. So like quarterback wide receiver, and maybe running back. Obviously, the quarterback guaranteed is more right. than everyone else. Right. But they only still get only a, a little bit, like half of their initial contract. It is
2: rare for you to have like a, a quote-unquote, guaranteed contract that's usually positioned for like more veteran players or the, quote-unquote, specialty player in the, of the NFL.
1: Or the franchise player, but right. not necessarily the player with the franchise tag.
2: Right. And I think that, that part isn't fair. And I think... Other than that, I think we have a lot of work in that realm. But for black people, right. I think we're we're definitely making a strong a stronger move. Um, so for me,
0: black quarterbacks, I'm an avid NFL fan. So for me to see this, kind of like John just said, to see this, I was like amazed by it. And I think there is a movement taking place, just overall, that they see that we can not only use our athletic skills and our legs, but we can also throw the ball.
2: And I think that. Well, oh, one more thing going into that. My boy Lamar Jackson, 22 years old. The funny thing, is, I think another thing that we're going into a positive direction, especially when there were talks of wanting him to be a wide receiver and back. trying to pushing him out of mm-hmm. the quarterback, thinking like he wasn't capable of doing it. But then you see the plays that he's making and the unorthodox moves that he's doing, and especially with running the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big testimony as to, like, we are here and we know what we're doing and we're just as capable, if not, in in regards to our counterparts, of playing football and leading a team.
0: Yeah, I actually think it's deeper than that. I, I think that the the pocket passer, the days of the pocket passer, are going away, slowly but surely. Guys like the Phillip Rivers and the, um, even the Tom Bradys of the world um, – uh, are, are going away where you have to be able to have some mobile movements, um, as well as throw the football. And I think you see that with Jackson, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, who's been doing it for years, really. And I think just, f-
2: to see her. <laughs> 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 Russell and Future are gonna kill you
0: for that, but <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> I think that, um, But going back to the black quarterback fault, like you said, man, it was a time where it was rarely any black quarterbacks in the league and we were thought to not be smart enough to play the position. And to see that not only are we coming in, but we're getting a chance right away. Like Deshaun Watson started from his first NFL. Lamar Jackson started his first year. He he took the job from Joe Flacco, who was a white pocket passer, right?
1: And franchise figurehead essentially. Who
0: won a Super Bowl for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: But here's the thing I, I'm just not surprised though because whenever the spread offense became more of a norm in the NFL that's when to me that's when it changed because these are all the skill sets that you guys are talking about that illustrates that dynamic playmaker ability so going back to the original person Colin Kaepernick kind of mainstream to me mainstreamed that him, Cam Newton <laughs> and probably what Tebow <laughs> Essentially, right? They they mainstream that type of essentially a college offense. Right. And they're going through a similar thing that the uh, NBA is going through with having more college talent in there and less like actual pros of an older generation.
0: Well, with that, it's funny you say that because, you know, the offensive coordinator in Baltimore was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. Kaplan was there. Interesting. So, so it makes all the sense in the world. Right. So, so hardball. ball. Okay hired the guy who used to work for his brother hardball uh john and jim in san francisco so you know it does make it for an interesting dynamic but i do think i mean kaepernick guess was one but i think it was always like a few now it's like an abundance and they're not only like just there and we see their talent but they're at the top of the league right now
1: because i feel like people like Kaepernick really paved the way so it was actually taken as a serious offensive scheme as opposed to the wildcat because for before it was the wildcat oh is this is a new gimmick the nfl figured it out in a year it was gone but now with the spread offense this is a whole philosophy of football that's just different
0: i agree and also think there's um they're letting these guys uh, beat be themselves i was talking to uh the vaughn last week von hebron and the barbershop Shouts out Devon. and we were talking about lamar jackson and um and he was saying that, you know, the difference is, um, Javon was a former NFL player from Baltimore. From Baltimore, two time Super Bowl winning champion also on another squad. I can't remember what it was, but
1: I believe it was the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles.
0: <laughs> oh that's right. Okay.
1: Similar to Troy Vincent, who's also from there, which is interesting. <laughs> from Trenton.
0: Actually my mom was good friends with Troy Vincent when they were in high school. Um, but nevertheless. You
1: see, if you were an Eagles fan, you probably would've got tickets, you see?
0: Oh man. <laughs> um, Carson Wentz is killing me, My fantasy team right now But
1: Wait you have him on your team And, I, I, and you're not an Eagles fan
0: You know what is funny Cause I <laughs> I, I, I love the Eagles So I, I was gonna play this I was playing this like Head game With a friend of mine um, Who's on my fantasy league I was like watch I draft you a quarterback Is
1: it the same one from the shop
0: No not Evan No 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 not Evan It's my boy Jordan Shout out to Jordan Actually Evan Funny full circle Who lives in Maryland actually near Baltimore and comes to the barbershop like every week or every other week actually um, to get his haircut. Uh, also in the fantasy league. But um, I did that. I figured I'll play a hey game with you and win with your quarterback. He's been killing me. I was like, I got, I got jinxed myself or something like that. But um, anyway, back to Vaughn. So he was saying that back in the day, even going back to not even that far like Mike Vick, Donovan McNag era, it was almost like we weren't letting them fully be themselves right and they weren't creating game plans around their skill set it was more like they were doing like off schedule runs and and things like that
1: well to be fair to them and those coaches it was a different nfl at that time you had different you you had a lack of player protection rules on offense so now it's completely watered down which i feel like is good in terms of the health overall health right but in terms of the actual Competitive nature, similar to the NBA being very laissez faire on defense. So you have people like James Harding just, you know, disappearing during defensive possessions.
0: And no one even talks about it. Because he's averaging 40 points a game. But. <laughs> yeah,
1: when she starts doing it in the playoffs, then, you know. I mean, because he's already won an MVP. So we already know you could do it on that level. Do it in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's another day. Another topic on James Harden, But. um and uh, play some
1: defense. Just, you know, try to get in a defensive stance for crying out loud.
0: Even though AI never was a good defender ever.
1: And yet he got how many steals per game?
0: James averaged two steals a game, too. What are you talking about? Hmm. Anybody play a passing? You probably play the passing lanes. For me, it was a good defender. Like, things happen. Right.
1: But this is a lot less competitive NBA.
0: Okay. I, okay. We can agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Even going back to AI days. And the football, right? Back to what Vaughn said. Um, yeah I, I do agree those coaches it was a different nfl but the point is that it's good to see that the game plan being created for these black quarterbacks It's only going to get better and better moving forward like they're not like you know trying to stay in the pocket avoid the hit you know i think Harbaugh says something like you know what about if, if uh jackson gets hit he said well Quarterbacks in the pocket, here, too. So what's the difference and whatnot?
1: Well, Carson Wentz is the difference. Because scrambling, let's say, mobile quarterbacks, that's what I'm saying. Like, black, yes, but usually if they're a mobile quarterback, usually those skill sets correlate.
0: Yeah, I'm happy about the black part, about the MVP part. But overall, yes, the mobile quarterback is the changing of the guard.
1: Who is capable of handling themselves in the pocket, which is the difference.
0: As Well, even though I don't know about Carson Wentz, but um, (laughs) I'll take a shot to Josh, he's an Eagles fan. Um, he's on
1: your fantasy team now, he is. No skin off my nose
0: (laughs) (laughs) from him and Zachers, actually. Um, but um, speaking of basketball, which you just mentioned, and going back to then to now, somebody who's been around for 17 years, so he's been (laughs) in kind of both eras, and he's back in the NBA. And that's the mellow man, Carmelo Anthony, is back. And going back, he hasn't played for literally over a year, more than 365 days. Couldn't get a job, seemed like he was being um, blackballed, Blackballed, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it, um, for different reasons. I I guess I was going to ask you that. Do Do you feel, John, he was being blackballed, or maybe why? How do you feel about him being back?
2: I think he was being blackballed. I think it's obvious. And I think it's just, um, I, I think the biggest thing with Carmelo is, especially if, with all the hype he had of when he came in, especially playing with the Nuggets, and what he was supposed to do and what didn't really happen. And I think a lot of that has to do with his ego. You know, Carmelo is really big with scoring and getting as many points as he can. And you can win a game, but if he only had, like, 10 or 15 or 20 points, he'd be disappointed. And I think his his challenge on the court and with his teammates is that ego. And a lot of his prior teammates say that about him. And you can see that in the way he plays. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest things that caused, to ha- the, that caused him to get this deal. This is the deal he has right now with uh, Portland. It's not guaranteed, right? No. So it's like <laughs> – <laughs> Wait, is it
1: a 10-day contract or something?
2: Yeah, it's like something in the sense of like to see what he can do or provide for the team. I think it's a
0: 10-day contract, but I know it's not like a uh like a guarantee contract. It's I not a non it's, guan- it's not a ga- yeah, it's, it's not-
2: called a non-guaranteed yeah, it's deal. A
0: non-guaranteed deal. Like if they decide to cut him, they don't have to pay him or pay him the full contract they and they said if for the days it, he And whatever. they
2: say if he gets cut from this he's, his NBA career is done.
0: Right. Um so as a person probably who played the most competitive basketball, as all of us, Josh, um, do you feel like he can? Is there still he can still play in the NBA? And do you think that um, the the Portland Trailblazers in particular can use his services?
1: I think it's a good fit, good basketball fit because they need another scorer, and we all know, like John said, Mello can do that in abundance. However, can he play D still? I don't know. Is he willing to be a role player? We'll see, because that's the that's the problem he had at Oklahoma City and Houston. Right. So it's again the fact that they're willing to give you another chance, probably because the person that you hate the most, who's on your favorite team, probably you know paved the way for something like this to happen. That's LeBron James, by the way.
2: <laughs> who, what did LeBron do when they when his deal was announced? Like he did like a. a he posted something. I forgot what yeah, he, he did one. on the story. I mean, yeah. and to your point, your original
1: point, the whole reason why Melo was, I feel like, rated so high is because he was being directly compared to LeBron. Right.
0: I, I don't want to do that to Melo. That's not fair to Melo. Melo was that good.
1: I I agree. I I agree, but I feel like if LeBron wasn't in the same class, they wouldn't be I, – I don't think there'd be as much hype.
0: Melo did carry Syracuse to a national championship. I agree. So technically, at that time – Mello was playing more competitive basketball than LeBron was. Sure. You know, playing against the NCAA Division 1s than playing against high schoolers right. at that time. So, However,
1: who dominated when they first came into the they league. They both
0: actually dominated when they first came into the league.
1: But not like how LeBron did.
0: <laughs> the first year, I, I believe they were like neck and neck.
1: Wait, who won Rookie of the Year?
0: I don't remember. I, I, I don't know my history. <laughs> well, no, like we can Google it right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's we're LeBron. work here because I don't even know about this job. When I go to like the warehouse, which is Josh's house, uh, he cuts off my internet so I can't like search things. So, so, the struggle
1: is real. The struggle is real. Did LeBron win rookie it's, it's, of the it's year? It's
0: like a setup or something like that. Every yeah. time I go, I got no internet with my Verizon <laughs> plan for some reason.
1: Hey, the marathon continues. Man. Yeah, LeBron won that year.
0: He did win that year. I know I know he won it. I'm a basketball uh, savant. Savant. No, Name no. Levant. <laughs> nice. Um <laughs> However, what Josh is talking about is I'm a Lakers fan. I believe purple and gold. There's so much Laker stuff and uh, wear at my house. However, I'm not the biggest Le- LeBron fan. I've
1: never seen you wear anything Lakers before, just anecdotally, just food for thought.
0: Okay, well, well, everybody else knows. If, if you call jazz right now, say who's Mike's team, and he's at the shop, I'm sure so On Wednesday night, he will say Lakers. Right,
1: but statistically speaking, I should have at least seen you wear some purple and gold paraphernalia by now.
0: I see you twice a week. Like I'm not saying I see you every day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Still,
1: statistically speaking,
0: I, I, I might have had it under under hoodie or something like that. So All right, I mean, you know, I, I have I, I even got the, the, the Lakers shorts at my house. Honestly, that purple and gold. So. What, what Josh is talking about is that even though I'm a huge Lakers fan um, for at least like 20, 25 years, I do not like LeBron. So I have this battle within every time I watch Lakers games, which is very, very frustrating because I don't really want LeBron to make shots, but I want my team to win. So it's a very, very frustrating
1: That, that really dichotomy doesn't make any I, I deal with. sense at all.
0: Because I don't like the guy that we brought to our team. So it's very, very frustrating. But aspect. that
1: guy's going to give you another championship. Which
0: I really want. So again, it's my old battle. I don't know how to else to explain it. But if you don't like a person who goes to the team, you're, what what do you do? What's, what's your suggestion?
1: Cheer when the ball goes in the net. <laughs> keep it simple, right?
0: <laughs> keep, 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 keep it simple. I, I, I'll try to do that moving forward. I do want the chip that we are going to win this year. Hopefully, maybe we could take. Uh, a new you radio to LA for for that parade that we're gonna have in, in July or June. So uh And you know. so
1: you can meet your boy Shannon Sharp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love shade. That's my guy actually that's out. Um back to Mellow though for a second. Um so do so I know you're um a great advocate, Josh, of accountability. So I know John think he's been blackballed, but do you think he brought it on himself? What is Uh, Actions before this. Well,
1: definitely. He even said in the interviews before, when he was in this position, uh, position before, I'm not coming off the bench, which is the same thing his boy AI did, and my boy AI. So, if AI accepted a role on the bench, AI would win a championship with some team. That's a that's a guarantee.
0: Probably play another four or five years, probably. True. I agree. So, so you don't. So you don't think it was blackball? You think he just did it to himself? Honestly,
1: I do, and I think that if somehow he would have won a championship before. He would be playing in China by now because then he could leverage that. Right. But because, you know, China and Asia in specific, they really respect champions. Yes. So the fact that he's not a champion, he won't garner as much, you know, prestige as he would think or, as, you know, want
0: or desire. Right. Which is why the five-time champion Kobe Bryant's jersey still sells so much in China right now. And his name is Japanese. so That's true as well. Um, so,
1: so that might help, you know, <laughs> demographically.
0: Not those five chips uh, that he has. In, no. in addition to that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think he brought him himself. I, I do like mellow basketball-wise, though. So I think he can't defend. I watched him the other night. I watched Brandon Ingram just, like, cook him last night. And I just think that um, I, I think he can put up a bucket. I think the last thing you lose is a jump shot, I guess. Don't they always say that? The last thing you lose as a basketball player is, like, your jump shot. Well,
1: to be fair to Melo, I mean, you're guarding someone who's, what, 10 to 15 years younger than you? He's, yeah. su- he's supposed to do that. I agree. Because you, as you say it, everyone else says father time is undefeated. So that type of comparison,
0: yeah. But most of the league is going towards that right now. So who can he really guard? That's my problem. The, not the, PG, saying he can't the P.J. Help.
1: Tuckers and the Draymond Greens of the world. True. But
0: not saying he can't help Portland because they desperately need help.
1: Also, if he can fill those type of roles – at Portland, they might be alright.
0: Yeah, I mean, apparently Damian Lillard wanted him for the last couple of years, actually, and
1: and wasn't uh, KD and Kyrie trying to get him in Brooklyn?
0: They were, and apparently Dame was the uh, the girl after the altar twice, so he just stopped trying to propose. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> when he um, went to OKC, he asked Mello to come to Portland. Mello went to OKC. Then went to Houston. He asked Mello to come to Portland. Melo went to Houston. So Dame said, "This year, I'm not even calling him." <laughs> but the, the team brought him on, and Dame's still happy that he's there.
1: So my question for Dame, because he's someone who didn't want to join your Lakers because of a LeBron James. Yes. So you would rather play with Melo than LeBron?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Dame. Dame I mean, Dollar. I, mean, I bet that's why you lost a Shaq and a rap beef. I don't know. But, sh- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. That's really the main stuff going on in sports over the last couple of weeks. Uh, NFL season is still moving right along, getting geared up towards the playoffs. Unlikely to have the Eagles there, but you know we'll see about that. And uh, and then NBA is just it's gearing up too. but the NBA season uh, to me doesn't really start until like Christmas Day. Right now, I think the people are still like getting their feet wet, filling out each other out, learning their new game plans. But uh, we'll definitely dive deep into those as the season picks up more
1: absolutely and we'll actually discuss the topic of load management
0: yes let's <laughs> let's definitely so we'll say that for another day yes next that's next next podcast maybe another one we'll discuss load management
1: or you know after christmas like you said when it starts picking
0: up right right yeah at that time so um and that was our sports topic for tonight hope you guys enjoyed that and you have some comments on that but you know please leave them